Hi guys, and welcome back to Midday Mantra with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. You guys, did you just love to hear that new intro music? I know I finally have intro music, and I honest to God love it. I told the guy that was doing my music, I was like, bad bitch vibes only, that's all I want. It really makes me feel empowered as a fucking woman. Also, I am here to tell you guys that I've made a change in heart recently, okay? More for my own well-being. I have decided to stop saying that men are trash. I can't fucking believe it either, okay? The reason I'm doing this is because that is manifesting me trash men. So the more I say men are trash, the more trash men come into my life. So from now on, I will be saying men are successful, kind, caring, and non-abusive, okay? To manifest that kind of man into my life. Because you know what? A girl is really done with toxic relationships, okay? And I feel like it. I continue to have a toxic mindset, I'm just going to attract the most toxic fucking men. And honest to God, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I mean, it's all fun for the content and you guys live it and eat it up that I've been through these toxic relationships as you should. And it's fun to talk about now, but living through it is literally fucking damaging to my soul and I'm done with it and I honest to God deserve the world so that's what I'll be giving myself from now on so I'm only manifesting kind caring successful and non-abusive men so I will be saying that from now on okay because I'm done with the abuse it was cute while I was young but I'm done with it okay generated a fuck ton of content I'm done with it but guess what guys I have an update on my dating life I don't think anybody really understands how terrible I am at dating. Okay, listen, here's the thing. I just can't do it. There's something about me that just stops me every time I start talking to somebody. And I did go and get a psychic reading to help me with this. Of course, why the fuck would I not? I mean, I'm fucking nuts. I need some sort of spiritual guidance. And basically, I did find out the reason why, but I'm going to update you guys on my dating life currently. There is absolutely fucking nobody that I'm interested in. Let me, let's not get it twisted. There's a lot of men that would love to be with me. So I'm actually now trying just to put myself out there a little bit more. I know I've said that for like three weeks straight, but no. Now I'm going to just be a little bit more open to people who come my way because I can't lie. In the past, I wasn't really open like I thought I was open to love and stuff like that but I wasn't actually open I was still like ah these fucking losers okay but now I'm gonna be a little bit more nice and open to the men guys it's a it's a stepping stone progress kind of thing as you can tell in my voice right there was really hard for me to say that I'm gonna be nicer to the men I'm just I gotta work on that okay I mean it's day by day I can't just transform overnight but I am now not saying men are trash also I'm like a firm believer that my soulmate or whoever I'm supposed to be in a relationship with next because I don't want to get married right now I'm so fucking young ew that's never what I want right now I just want companionship. Can you see how hard it is for me to say this shit? But whoever is supposed to be in my life is going to come to my life in the perfect time. It's going to be the perfect person for me that's going to help me like elevate my life in every single way possible. So I'm like, I'm also a really firm believer that the right people will come at the right time. So I don't really try and push anything or force anything. And that's what I was like telling myself. I'm like, you're just not forcing anything. I'm like, no, Livy, you're blocking these men. There is no way for them to contact you. I know I was like blocking a lot of people because I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't stand this. But I know eventually the perfect person will come to me in the right timing. Oh my God, God bless that man that comes into my life because he's going to be like, 
everything okay? And I'm just going to be honest to God, listen to the podcast because I'm not, I'm so over sitting and telling men about my trauma when I like have a whole podcast about it. It's like, go make my download numbers a little bit better instead of us having a heart to heart conversation. Listen to the fucking podcast in front of me and then pause it and be like, all right, let's talk about this part right here when you said he was abusive. Let's like dive into that. That is perfectly fine. So basically what I want is a man to take notes on my podcast and then come back to me with notes and we can talk about it from there because me explaining my trauma story is just getting a little depressing. You know, it's getting a little bit much for me. Speaking of trauma, woo! I'm back with more of my trauma. Guys, every week I just surprise you even more with the shit that I've been through. But listen, full disclaimer, this week's episode can be triggering, okay? I'm not going to focus on the triggering parts of what happened to me. I'm just going to tell you guys my aftermath of the situation. So yes, I will be talking about rape and sexual assault, okay? Listen, the idea of this episode came to me when I'm in therapy. We all know I'm in therapy. Good thing I'm in therapy because I am fucking nuts. But it came to me when my therapist was like, hey, just letting you know a way of healing with trauma from someone who has assaulted you is that you can go to the police station and report that they assaulted you. They won't be notified about it and nothing like that will happen. But what will happen is that they will have it on their record. So if someone turns them in years later for the exact same thing that you reported, it will show on their record that they have previously done this. And I was like, Oh, that's actually like a really awesome form of closure for people who have been assaulted. And it's also kind of like I got to take my voice back and I kind of I get to be the one with the last word and I get to put my trauma to rest. So the idea of this episode is more about I want to share my story with you guys. I want to be 100% open and honest with real life situations that I've been through and I know when I was dealing with this stuff that my story would have helped me. Like if I heard someone talk about this, I know it would have helped me because it was a time where I just felt so alone and lost and I had nowhere to turn. And even as like a survivor, I can listen to this or I can talk about this and I can talk with other survivors about what they've been through as well. I feel like the more I share my story, one, it's easier for me to deal with and it's easier for me to not feel like it's so heavy in my head as well as I get to connect with people on a deeper level and let everybody know that they're not alone and it will be okay and I promise you that. So I'm here to share my story with you guys. Okay so my first story I'm gonna keep it brief. I was 16 and I was sexually assaulted by one of my guy friends and that I'm we're not friends anymore but trust could you imagine if I was like he's my best fucking friend we're just like best friends no he's not my friend anymore but he was at the time and sexually assaulted me at 16 so let's go into the aftermath of this situation because this was such a hard thing for me to deal with. So first of all, I told nobody. I had extreme guilt. I somehow felt that him assaulting me was my fault, okay? It wasn't, but in my head I was like, this is all my fault. This would have, like I was just laying the guilt on myself and it was not my fault. I was extremely embarrassed as well. I was like not really understanding what happened because I was like, I said no, but he didn't listen. I just couldn't really even wrap my head about what happened. And to make things worse, he was going around telling people we had hooked up. And I was like, I didn't think that was a hookup because I was saying no and I was in tears and I hated it and he knew that the whole time. So I was like, why is he telling people we hooked up? And so I was very embarrassed in that and I was like, I didn't hook up with him and I would have been fine claiming that I hooked up with him if I actually had like wanted this, but I just couldn't understand it. So it generated a bunch of fear in me and a lot of sleepless nights. And I couldn't even like stomach to look at my phone because I was like, if he fucking texts me or calls me or anything, 
I'm going to lose my mind. Mind you, I was 16. I had never even heard of being sexually assaulted. For me, the town I grew up in wasn't, never. it was literally never talked about. I grew up in white suburbia, okay? Nobody was talking about sexual assault, and I didn't know people had lived through this, okay? I grew up in a town where everything's super cookie cutter, everyone's happy all the time, and hide anything that's actually traumatic that's happened to them. So you could like imagine I'm like the black sheep that came out of the town, like talking about my trauma and stuff. They're like, oh my God, trauma? I could never even deal with that in this town. That doesn't even happen in this town. What the fuck is trauma? Everyone just loves to like put on the best versions of themselves and I'm over here like no 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 let's get in detail about how fucked up my life was but also let's talk about how strong it made me okay so I truly had no idea what was happening to me after I was assaulted so I was getting physically sick I remember I was throwing up almost every single night from the fear and anxiety that was in my heart and in my head and in my stomach So one of my best friends came up to me in school and was like, "Um, why the fuck didn't you tell me you hooked up with him? And immediately I broke down and I had a panic attack. And I rushed into the bathroom with her and I was like, listen, I didn't hook up with him. I said no. I swear to God, I didn't want any of that to happen. I didn't want to hook up with him. I didn't want any of this. And she was like, I know what you're talking about because he's done the same thing to me. So at that point, I had found somebody who had gone through the same thing as me, but her and I were both still so young that we didn't really understand what it was. We kind of just brushed it under the rug and didn't really talk about it again until like after. Now her and I can like talk about that and how it's affected us and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, she knows what I mean when I say I didn't really want it. And then... I told my best friend as well. Her and I were at the mall and she was like, you seem really off, like something's really wrong with you. And then I pulled her aside and I was like, this is what happened. I don't know what to do. And I like can barely live with this anymore. I feel so sick to my stomach. I just truly do not know what to do. And she was like, well, I don't either because I'm. she's from the same town as me. She's like, bitch, what the fuck? I have no idea what to do with this information either. Like, I grew up in the same cookie cutter town you did. I didn't even know this was a thing. And I was like, I know. And what do we even do? Then I also had another friend who was like, when I told her, she was like, let's go to the police. And the thought of going to the police made me terrified. I was like, what if they don't believe me? What if I, that's going to be a whole article in the newspaper. It's going to like ruin my entire life. I was terrified. I was like, I never know what he can do. Like if he can do what he did to me, then like what else can he do? You know, there's so much more he can do to me. Why am I going to even put myself at risk for that? So I just brushed it under the rug. And I felt truly like I had lost a huge part of myself. I felt lost. I felt broken. I felt disgusted. I was truly disgusted. I was very confused. And I just wanted it to end. I was like, I don't want anybody to talk about this. I never want to have to think about this ever again. I just want this shit to fucking end. I honest to God didn't really know how I was going to make it out of this one alive. You know, I really felt as if I had lost a huge part of myself. I felt confused. I felt lost. I was like, I don't even want to live right now. I don't even want to deal with any of this. And so what I did was I pushed it all down. I suppressed it. But don't think I did that for long, ladies and gentlemen. No. I came the fuck back and I found my fucking voice. Do you remember whose fucking podcast you're listening to, bitch? I'm not over here letting motherfuckers walk all over me anymore. No, 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 no. Livy suppressed that shit for like a month, okay? We're gonna get in to how I found my fucking voice, okay? Because I found it and I will never stop using it after this situation. I wish I could say that was the only sexual assault or rape situation that I dealt with. And it wasn't, okay? No, it wasn't. 
I know it's kind of, I was like, oh, I did my sexual assault work for this lifetime, you know, like God is not gonna put another predator in my path and was I fucking wrong. So months went by and I eventually was feeling better. I was talking about it with my friends more and things were going good. And then I met another guy who I then dated and I opened up to him about this situation. You guys know him as my abusive ex and I opened up to him about the situation and how much it really fucked me up. My ex, I met at 16 as well, was the only guy I had ever done anything with besides kissing because I was a prude little bitch. I like still am a prude little bitch, but I told you it was a really bad relationship. There was a lot of abuse that was happening. I just justified everything because I was like, this is love. And when they say relationships get hard, this is what they mean. And it's like, no, Livy, him throwing car keys at your face and hitting you is not what they mean by getting through like a tough relationship, bitch. Open your fucking eyes. I was young. I was blinded by love. I had no idea. So I had not known that there was another assault situation I was a part of until I went to college. So I had broken up with him. We were no longer together. And then I remember asking my friend, I was like, wait, your boyfriend doesn't do blank, blank, blank. I don't want to trigger anybody. I was like, your boyfriend doesn't do that to you? And she was like, no, that's rape. And I was like, what? The, what? The fuck do you mean that's rape? And she was like, that is rape, Livy. And I was like, okay, well, well, my ex did that to me all the time. And I just thought that was a part of the relationship. And she was like, Livy, I'm sorry to tell you this, but that's rape. And my whole world kind of like felt crumbled. I was like, what? I didn't understand. I was like, so a boyfriend's not supposed to do that to you. And she was like, no, not at all. That's actually very sick and disgusting. And it was one of those situations that that was the first person I opened up to about it. And I just thought it was so normal. I was like, well, like, your boyfriend doesn't do this to you? And she was like, no. And it was one of those situations. Obviously, it's not fucking normal. And I just was in a really toxic relationship. And I didn't understand that those things were wrong. Like I said, I no one ever told me when I was younger that these things were wrong. That this, this, and this in a relationship is like, that's actually rape. So... Let me give you guys the aftermath of that situation. Yes, I knew while it was happening deep down inside, I knew it was wrong. Okay, I knew what he was doing to me didn't feel right. But I was like, he's my boyfriend. I think he can do this. And he was telling me, I'm your boyfriend. I can do this. So, of course, I was like, like, okay. I mean, I hated every minute of it. But like, okay. Like, I didn't know anything was wrong with that. I was young and uneducated on that topic so I knew what he was doing wasn't great while it was happening I just suppressed it and I kept it inside and I didn't tell anybody until I went to college and I told my friend and she was like yeah that's fucked up you need help and I wish well, she didn't tell me I need help but she was like yeah that's fucked up Liv and that's rape I'm sorry but it is so then my world was like well, I'm a rape victim. What the fuck? I don't feel like I should even have the same voice as these rape victims. They've gone through way worse things than I did. And she was like, stop right there. What you went through was terrible. Why are you even justifying it? So she helped me kind of unpackage this whole situation where I had to come to terms with the fact that what had taken place was rape. And so now I was like, okay, my whole life is kind of changing forever right in front of me. I didn't really want to deal with this again. You know, I had been through this one time. I didn't want to deal with assault or rape again. I didn't want to have to deal with this. I was like completely crushed. I was like, no, no, no. I feel like if I tell myself that I wanted it, it wasn't rape. And she was like, you're lying to yourself and you're going to cause yourself way more pain by doing that. And so now I had to process this. I was like, I'm finally out of that relationship. I'm finally happy. And now I have to process these really strong emotions that I had already felt from another guy. So, of course, the same feelings came back up. I felt 
disgusted. I felt actually truly fucking disgusting because I was like someone who I loved took advantage of me and knew what he knew what he was doing. I was just not taught about rape or sexual assault, but he knew that it was wrong. And I knew deep down inside that it felt wrong. So now I was disgusted that I had let that person touch me. I was disgusted that I had let that person take my virginity. And my virginity was something I held really close to me. I like wanted to save it till I was married. I don't know why. I just was like a cute little girl. And I was like, I want to give it to someone who loves me. So to give my virginity away was like really hard. And now to have had to process the fact that I gave that kid my virginity and then he did that to me. Like, I just felt very disgusted. I felt very lost. I felt very confused. I was heartbroken. Like, I was completely fucking heartbroken. But at the same time, I was like, okay, this, I know how this shit goes. This can either make me or this shit can break me. And the last thing I'm going to do is let this motherfucker who had already taken so much of me from abuse and other terrible things rock my world one more fucking time. No, this is where I put my foot down and this is where I make a change to let this shit make me a better person. So yes, this is going to be painful and yes, I don't want to deal with this and even admit to myself that this had happened, but I have to, okay? I have to do this so I can become out of this strong because I'm tired of motherfuckers continuously walking all over me. And at that point I was like, I'm fucking done. This is where I put my foot down and I'm not sugarcoating shit anymore. Let's process this and then let me find my voice. So I found my voice. Okay, we're going to get into it. Don't worry, I'm going to tell you exactly how I found my voice and what I did to get there because it was like a hard journey. But I want to talk to you guys about how this affected me and still affects me to this day, all this like sexual assault and rape trauma. I know I'm like, woo, sexual assault and rape trauma. Like I'm just throwing it under the bus. No, I worked way too fucking hard to let it hold any more weight in my heart than it already does. Okay, so if you think I'm just joking about this or I have like a lighthearted tone, yes, I do because I refuse to let myself sit and cry about it. No, these things made me a stronger person, okay? I let it go. I had to cope with it. I had to deal with it, but I let it the fuck go, and now I know that my story can help others, and for me, I express my trauma through comedy. I feel like if you're an active listener, you fucking know what I do. You're like, yeah, bitch, you've been through some really shitty things, and you laugh about it, but that's just who I am. That's just how I do it, and it's just how I cope, okay? Let's get into how this has affected me. So the first time I hooked up with somebody was like my college ex-boyfriend. He was great. This is nothing against him, but in the moment, he was like, let's have a sleepover. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's have a sleepover, because I was still in that mindset, like, cute. Like, sure, we're going to kiss and stuff, but nothing else is going to happen. And then when I was in his bed was when I was like, oh my God, this guy completely expects me to have sex with him. And if I don't, he's probably going to rape me. Ooh, toxic mindset right there. You know, that's the trauma speaking. He wasn't going to do that. But at that time, I that's what I had thought. I was like, if I don't give it up to him, he's going to take it. Because that's what I had been through. That's what other men have showed me. So I didn't know. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, now I have to have sex with him. And I mean, I willingly had sex with him. It was consensual and everything. But... I did it out of fear. Like, if I could go back, if I look back at that, I was like, I wish I could have kept it a little bit longer just to hold it out a little bit longer, you know? I don't didn't want to give it to him right away, but I was in such fear and a state of panic, and I didn't know anything else. And I was like, he's going to just take it from me if I say no, because in the past when I said no, nobody listened. So why would I think he would? It was just a toxic mindset that I was in. So... I gave up my body super quickly and I was like, take it, let's go, let's just fuck, let's have sex. And then after I was like, oh, it's fine. And then I talked to my same friend and she was like, Livy, please go to therapy. Like, it's getting ridiculous. You can't just be like in that much fear that you just give your body up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get therapy. So I did get therapy. But it's like, that's how it affected me in one way. It's like, I was terrified. I was so scared of men and I didn't even know it at that point. I was just like, Fuck, like, I have to do this. And no, I didn't have to do that. And no, he did not make me whatsoever. I was just terrified. So also, 
it's really hard for me to sleep next to a man. I wake up through the night with like severe anxiety whenever I like sleep next to a man or anything like that. Obviously because of past trauma, duh. I, the last guy that I had like a sleepover with just like eight months ago and like really trusted him, he was cool, whatever. I would like wake up like panicking and he was like, what the fuck, bitch? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Ooh, it's me trauma again. And like, luckily he was understanding and understood. But it's one of those things that it's not really fun for me to have to wake up in a panic all the time. And it's because of past trauma. But don't worry, I'm working through it. I have a really great therapist, okay? So also, I can't really hang out with men alone at all. It's really hard for me, you know, because the trauma kicks in. So what I mean by that is like, I hate dates like I hate going on dates I'm terrified you know this is really me opening up right now because I don't really talk about this one much but yeah I hate going on dates you know I'm just scared I always I'm like I never know what can happen I get really nervous and so a lot of the times when I meet a guy that I talk to and stuff like that it's through a situation kind of like a work situation like I know I've met guys through things where I was like oh I need their help with something I need like a photographer for something and then they'll pop up to me that way and we'll have a really great connection and that's how I meet guys like I really don't love to go on first dates at all because I get really nervous you know and I shouldn't have to live like that at all but now I'm kind of just a little bit more protective of myself I'm just like I don't want to have to deal with that again not saying I'm going to but to put myself in that situation again like I just kind of viewed everything for a really long time like if I put myself in that situation that's always a possibility and you know what that is always a possibility for sure but it shouldn't stop me from living you know so that is something like I'm currently working through is the fact that like Livy you're young please go on some first dates you know don't let this trauma as much as I'm like I didn't let it go fuck it I found my voice I did but in little ways, it holds me back like that. Like, I wish I could go on dates and stuff. And I'm going to go on dates because it is something I have to work through. But it's, like, terrifying for me to think of, like, hanging out with a guy alone. I'm just like, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I have my trusted people that I hang out with alone that are guys. But other than that, it's like, ooh, like a new guy hanging out with them alone. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Oh, it's super hard for me to get comfortable with a guy. So when I do, I kind of latch on a lot. I'll give you guys an example. My rebound, as soon as I felt any little sense of comfort with him, I was like, oh, well, I can't let this go. Because for me to feel comfortable with a guy is extremely fucking rare. So in those people, obviously, like, I don't pursue any further. But the ones that I do feel comfortable with, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to latch the fuck on to you so much. And I'm obviously working through it so I don't latch onto the Because I, I latch onto the wrong kind of people. Like, my rebound's not good for me. I know my rebound's not good for me. And I would latch on just because of comfort. And it's like, no, don't do that. Don't take a step back, bitch. And that's kind of with my ex in college, too. Like, I latched on to him out of comfort as well. I was like, well, no, I feel comfortable with him. I'll probably never feel comfortable with another guy again. Like, that's just the trauma talking, okay, ladies and gentlemen? It's just the trauma talking. But I'm aware of that. I feel like that's the biggest thing is to look and be like, no, no, I'm aware of the fact that I latch on to toxic men and men sometimes. Like, when I say latch on, I just give, like, I give them my time and effort. I know when to let them go, too. My rebound's not in my life, guys. I'm really fucking working through that trauma, and I'm not a toxic lover anymore. I don't love toxic men anymore, Okay. But yeah, so it is harder for me to let go of men. But like, I will say with my rebound, I'm pretty proud that I was able to let go of him because I did feel a lot of comfort with him. Uh, but I did also know he was toxic for me. So it was like, ditch the comfort and let him the fuck go because you know it won't be good in the end. And I knew that. So I was like, okay, I gotta let him go. I don't know if it's the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, one of the two. But anytime a guy tries to put his arm, like lifts an arm and jet does any sort of movement, I flinch. And I was with my guy friend the other night and we were walking and he was like, if you flinch one more fucking time, I'm going to lose my mind. He's like, I'm not hurting you. I don't even mean to act like I am hurting you. And I was like, no, that's not it. I was like, damn, I actually have way more trauma issues I need to work through than just that. He was like, yeah, stop fucking flinching, bitch. I'm not going to hurt you. And I just, it's a natural reaction to me. I flinch a lot. Like, if he raises his arm, I was, like, running out of the way. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, 
I don't know. I guess it's like my fight or flight instinct where I'm just like, no, no, no. And I just like try and get away from anything like that. But that's fucking uncomfortable for me sometimes. Also, telling other men that I've dated the things that have happened to me, because I do have to be open and honest with them and be like, oh, no, no, this has happened to me. And this is kind of why I react the way I do to certain situations. Like, if you're going to, like, grab me while we're cuddling while I'm sleeping, I might actually fully freak the fuck out and try and, like, hit you. And I don't mean to, you know what I mean? But this is why. So the thing is, it's for so long, I was like, I'm so sick and tired of talking to men and getting so close to them to the point that I have to express all this trauma that happened to me. I was like, that's fucking exhausting. Like, so then I was just like, I'm not even going to get close to men in general. And then I took a step back and I said, bitch, this trauma made you who the fuck you are. I don't give a fuck what these men think about it. You came out of something stronger don't ever look at that as a negative. You did so well and you got yourself out of those situations and you can find the strength and the positive in those terrible situations. If any man is going to make you feel bad about that, then they don't need to be in your life because you are strong as shit for even getting out of that bitch. So that's what I tell myself when I'm like, God, I just really don't want to tell another man about all the fucking trauma I've been through. It's like, no, I'm going to own my trauma and I'm going to fucking flaunt my trauma because I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have that trauma. As much as it being sucked, I'm going to make the most out of it. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out of my life. You think I give a fuck? No. Okay? No. Uh-uh. I am not letting my trauma win more. No. I'm going to own that shit. Yeah. I've been abused. Yeah, I've been assaulted. Bitch, what to it? Look at me. I'm stronger now, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. Okay? I found my voice. This made me who I am. I'm not going to be ashamed and embarrassed of it. No, okay? I had to work through it. I'm letting you know because I just think it's important to sit down and understand what that person's been through before you. I think it's really important. I don't know if you guys can like tell or not, but I definitely did find my voice in these situations, okay? I definitely found my strength. I found my voice, and I'm going to get into it right now how I did. What finding my voice has looked like. I was fucking done hearing that I had hooked up with this guy. When I was 16, I was like, I'm really fucking tired of hearing that I hooked up with him. So like months after the situation happened, I said, this is not gonna fucking fly anymore. I'm done hearing this. He knows what the fuck he did. And if I hear one more motherfucker come up, to, I know I'm cursing a lot. It's just like, a, you know, I'm sorry. but I'm probably still gonna do it. I, if I hear one more person come up to me and say, hey, I heard you hooked up with this person, I'm gonna lose it. So what I did was I pulled his friend aside and I said, look, you tell him to get my name out of his fucking mouth or I'm gonna let every single person know exactly what the fuck he did and he knows exactly what he did too. And his friend was like, eyes open, looking at me like, okay, I will let him know. And he was like, I'm so sorry that happened. And I'm like, don't be sorry. Just tell him to shut the fuck up, okay? Because I'm sick and tired of my name in his mouth. And after that, I never really heard anything about it. So I think it did the job. As well as another way I found my voice, I didn't accept what happened to me. So I was in denial for a really long time, especially after the situation of my ex-boyfriend. I was like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. No, it, you loved it. You wanted it. And it was like, no, you didn't. You hated it. And it is what it is, okay? So to accept what had happened and process it was another thing. I had to accept it, and I also had to forgive these people. I had to do my own inner work, and I didn't forgive them for them. I forgave them for me because I knew it would make me the best version of myself forgiving these people, okay? Hurt people hurt people. So I had to forgive them for what they did to me so I didn't move forward and hurt more people with the actions that they had done to me because I didn't want to put anybody through the pain that I had felt. So I had to heal myself and forgive these people. And it was hard. Like, I didn't really want to. I wanted to be like, no, fuck you. And I still kind of am like, fuck you. But I forgave them. I did. I forgive both of them for what happened. Hurt people hurt people. But I did it for me. I didn't do it for them. And I didn't even vocally say it to them that I forgive them. I just did it myself and in myself and the ways that I wanted to do it. And I forgave them as well as accepting what happened to me. I was like, this is what happened to you, Livy. You have two choices. Cope with it and find a way through it or don't. 
and then you'll just be stuck and lost. And I was like, that's not what I want. I want to find my voice and I want to find my way through this. I deserve happiness and love just as much as the next person. Okay. So I got to get through this. So obviously I talk about what happened. I mean, I'm sitting here, you guys are listening to me. I'm talking about it. The reason I talk about this and I use my voice for this is because it feels so much less heavy in my head when I talk about this. Okay. It's a dark thing. It's a hard thing to deal with. It is actually terrifying. But me talking about it helps me get through it. And I know that when I talk about it, it can help other people too. And my biggest thing is, it's like, I want to let people know there is so much life and love after abuse, assault, anything you go through, you will get through it. I swear to God, because if I can do it, you can do it. And I'm here with you every step of the way. So for me, I talk about it. It took me a while to be able to talk about it for sure. I started by writing it down so it wasn't so heavy in my head. And then I talked about it even more. And I will continue to talk about it because I have a voice for a reason. So I will use that voice. Therapy. I know you guys hear me talk a lot about therapy, but I work through this in therapy to this day. I will probably work on this in therapy for the rest of my life. But every time I work on it, it just makes me stronger. When I get through the things that have broken me, it always makes me stronger. And I've realized that and I've recognized that. So I'm willing to work through it because the only outcome out of this is that it will make me stronger and it will make me the best me possible. But I got to get through it. So my therapy has really helped me through that. And for a while, I wasn't in therapy, and I was really struggling in aspects of my life. I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. It's like, bitch, you have trauma. Go to therapy. That's why. And so I found a really great therapist who helps me through this. So that's another way I found my voice. As well as I had to accept that I didn't deserve this, and it wasn't my fault. I placed all of it on me. I was like, this is my fault. This is my fault. This is my fault. It is not your fault. It is not your fault at all. Other people's actions are not your fault. My mom always tells me, stop feeling guilty. It's a wasted emotion. And she's right. Like, I don't feel any more guilt for what happened. I used to have a lot of guilt on myself. And I had to sit down and accept, like, this was not my fault. I did not do this. No part of, nothing I could have done did this. Okay? I can't put other people's actions on my shoulders. So another way I found my voice was that I got through the pain. A lot of times I didn't even want to deal with it. I was like, just fucking leave. And the only way it's going to leave is if you process it. I know I'm like preaching over here, but honest to God, the only way you get through these things is by living them and by feeling it until you can't feel it anymore. So me feeling all that pain is also what helped me use my voice and get through it. I had to feel everything. Whether I liked it or not, I was going to fucking feel it. I don't let myself view this as a negative. That's another way I got through it. I will, I refuse to sit and fucking cry about the things that have happened to me because I have a choice. I can let this break me or I can let this make me. And I don't let anything break me, ladies and gentlemen. This shit is going to make me a stronger person no matter what the fuck it takes. I have worked too fucking hard to let these two little motherfuckers dictate my life. They've already taken enough from me, okay? I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to get the fuck up and do something about it. That's just who I am and that's just how I deal with things. I don't like to let people win in situations that they shouldn't have even felt the need to like win or whatever in the first place. I was done. They're not going to take anything from me like already more than what they have. I will not view this as a negative. This is something who made me who I am and I love myself. And a part of loving myself was accepting every single thing that happened and the things I couldn't control. I couldn't fucking control this at all. So why would I sit there and cry about this? It's not my fault. I'm going to let it make me a better person. And I think I have. Honest to God, I think I have. Okay? I think that it's made me a better person. I'm extra careful with who I put in my life and I trust. I just think that's a natural reaction to everything that's happened. But it's hard for me to trust people, as you can see. But I'm not going to let that affect my relationships. 
So that is why I'm open and honest about everything that's happened is because I need to be. Every day I overcome it and I work towards overcoming it. I think I've overcame it, but I think I will always deal with a little piece of it. Like in my dating life currently, obviously, I feel like we can see that I don't go on dates because of the fear of stuff like that happening to me. And so that is something I overcome and I have to work through as well as like even big things like of having sex again after dealing with that situation. Like I had to overcome trusting somebody again, but the only way... I was going to overcome any of this was actually doing it. And every day I think I will overcome something new that comes with having this trauma. And I think that's beautiful that every day I get a challenge of something that was meant to break me. But instead I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you didn't get to. I push myself and I get out of my comfort zone and I don't want anybody or anything to have the upper hand on me. I'm like, no, 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 bitch. This is my life. This is how the fuck I'm running it. You don't get a say, but they don't. Also, I refuse to stay silent about this topic. I think I'll forever speak about this topic for the rest of my life. I think this was just a stepping stone into me getting into bigger things about it. I love to write. Obviously, I love to write my comedy. I'm like a comedy writer, but... I love to write in general. I've wrote poems about this stuff. I've wrote so much. So I love to express this in any way I can and to share my story with others. I love to do that because I don't think it's right for us to stay silent about this. I don't think any victim of sexual assault or rape needs to stay silent. I think it is such a powerful thing when somebody finds their voice in a situation that could have broke them, but instead they let that situation make them a better person. I think that's fucking beautiful. And I also think we live in a society where it was pushed down for so long, and now we see all the victims coming forward with other cases and stuff like that, and it's like, look at how strong these people are that have been through it. And it shows other victims that they can also get through it. I also think the problem starts at home for a lot of this. I feel like with the generation that we live in now, the most important thing is teaching the younger generation that no means no, and when you hear no, you stop. I think that's a really big thing that all of us should imply into our kids' lives. At the time, I won't lie, I felt like they took a part of me. I mean, I told you guys that I genuinely feel, I think I felt for a while that they took something from me and they had like a part of me with them, like a part of my innocence in a way. But what they took is okay because what I gained strength-wise from the situations is unmatchable. Like take all that you needed to fucking take because the strength I gained and who I am now is something I wouldn't trade for the world. So at the time when I felt broken and lost and confused and like a part of me was missing, what I gained was way bigger than what I lost. And I think for me to realize that is kind of a beautiful thing. That what I gained from this situation was so much better than the part of me that I lost. Girl or guy, I've had several friends affected by this, both genders. And I don't love that my friends have been affected by this, but I do know that I have the skills that maybe can help them get through this. I been through this and I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel when there feels like there's only darkness and you don't know how you're going to get through it. You will get through it. I promise that. So I also love to hear other people's stories as well as like I will continue to share my story. I will continue to be open and honest about these things because my story can help others whether I know it or not. So I also love to listen to people's stories. I love to listen to survivors' stories because for them to be able to open up to me about something that felt so terrible to them means the world to me. It's like you can express that and also seeing that growth within them. I'm like, look at you. You're talking about it, okay? Look at you. You are talking about this. You're growing. You're only going to get stronger, okay? We don't let this shit break us, you know? That person already took a lot from us. We're going to get through it and we're going to be the best versions of ourselves possible. And we're going to let that pain be the best strength that we've ever had. So if you have a story and you want to talk to me about your story, I am all fucking ears and I would love to listen. As well as I would love to go into detail about my stories with you guys if you think that would help you. 
I'm here to listen and I'm here to talk. Obviously, you guys just heard me talk for a really fucking long time. But I think it's so beautiful for people to be able to share their stories of pain that was meant to break them, but instead they let it make them somebody stronger. I think it's fucking amazing. And I urge every single one of you to keep fucking going because your strength is what encourages others to be strong. I know you guys are probably like, bitch, this is a comedy podcast. Okay. I didn't feel like this was the best episode for me to give you my stand-up routine. No, I'm kidding. But this is something that's affected me for so long. And it's like, you know what? I have a voice. I have a platform and a voice that I could actually really help others. So sometimes I got to use the platform for a little bit more than just telling you guys jokes all the time. God, I can't be a comedic genius every fucking day. I mean, I do, but sometimes I got to keep it real with you guys. I told you I'm here to keep it honest and real, and that's what I plan to do for the entire time that I have this podcast. I don't think Apple Podcast is getting rid of me anytime soon or wherever the fuck you're listening to this. So we're going to keep talking about my trauma until I'm blue in the fucking face, ladies and gentlemen. But do you know why? Because I refuse to let this shit break me. Just let it make me, ladies and gentlemen. I love you guys. That was all I have for assault and rape today. Okay, that was like me just so casual about it. So that's all I have for the assault and rape part of my life. But it is. I want to get into my midday matcha must-haves, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Self Tanner, St. Marie's. Love it. My sister showed me this a really long time ago. And she was like, it's a dupe for Saint-Tropez. And I was like, a dupe? Bitch, what? And she was like, it's like the same fucking thing. It's just half the price. So I really like their self-tanner. And I have not had time to really go in the sun this summer because I spend all day inside editing this podcast and making it fucking beautiful for you guys. So I just haven't had time to see outdoors. No, I mean, I've just been busy. I don't really have time to like sit and tan as much as I'd love to, but I still need that summer fucking glow. So I fake it and I use St. Marie's and I really love it. It's like $12 on Amazon. It's really cute. As well as, I don't know about you ladies and gentlemen, but I have been suffering severe breakouts from these masks. I, yeah, I don't know why my voice does the masks, like I do an extra S. I don't know if it's a list or something, but it's just masks, like masks. I don't know what that is, but it is what it is. Anyways, the Mighty Patch, they're little stickers you put on your pimple, and it really worked a lot for me the last couple days I feel like my pimples are kind of growing back so I'm gonna get back to you a little later on how well that's worked but so far I liked it because I am suffering severe breakouts around my chin and on my cheek and I think the chin ones are from wearing the mask when I work out but I don't have a choice like it's my gym's requirement so I have to as well as another thing that's been helping me is CeraVe products, okay? TikTok made me buy it. TikTok made me buy CeraVe products. That guy, Skincare by Ryham, he, if I butchered his name, I'm sorry, he made me buy CeraVe. I had never any interest in it, and then he was like, you need to get it. And I was like, for some reason, I need to fucking get it. I just need to. He told me I did, so now I do. It's crazy how much power that kid has over me, but I did. I got it. I fucking love it. But... Yeah, I really recommend getting CeraVe's products. They're really good. If I'm saying that wrong, just know I truly don't give a fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. Just don't. You guys, I mentioned how much I fucking love fall. And today I got my first pumpkin cold brew from Starbucks. Last week I had my first pumpkin drink from Dunkin'. Tis the motherfucking season, bitches. Okay, it's fall, and I'm ready to dive the fuck in and be the basic bitch that I am. Pumpkin pie spice creamer is fucking sexual. It is the only thing that gets me off these days besides my vibrators because we know my trauma will not let me sleep with men, ladies and gentlemen. So what do I do? I find other ways in my life to let out that sexual frustration. And for me, that is the pumpkin pie creamer. You can get it at Jewel. You can get it wherever. It's just so good. And I've been waiting for this time of year for a really long time. I fucking love the fall. I You're like, please stop, Libby. You're so basic. It's killing me. I don't give a fuck. I love the fall. So, guys, I really recommend you go try that product. You guys, 
Can you believe this is another episode of Midday Matcha with Livy? Clearly, I'm fucking Livy or whatever. I love every single one of you. Talking to you guys makes me so happy. Also, hearing from you guys makes me even fucking happier. I love to hear your feedback from every episode. I love to just hear you talk to me. Whoa, whoa, are we getting intimate? Oh my God, maybe my trauma subsided because it seems like we're getting intimate. Reach out, talk to me if you guys are like, well, Livy, how? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, email me at midtaymatcha, two A's at the end of matcha, at gmail.com, as well as you can follow me on Instagram, at Livy Maeve, that's M-A-E-V-E as in Maeve, as well as midday underscore matcha is Midday Matcha's Instagram. I post bad bitch quotes daily. I will never not make you feel like the fucking queen that you are. Girl or guy, you're a queen and a bad bitch. So if you gained anything from this episode, it's that no matter what happens to you, you can let it break you or you can let it make you. And you all are strong enough to let it make you into something beautiful. Let's turn our pain into success. That's what the fuck I plan to do with all this goddamn trauma. You're like, you weren't kidding when you said trauma. I wasn't. I wasn't kidding, okay? No. There's a lot of it. And if I was to tell you that we haven't even got into my trauma, would you believe me? Would you fucking believe me? Oh my God, I know it's fucking nuts. There is way more trauma, ladies and gentlemen, where that comes from. But I like to do a mix and keep it lighthearted. I like one week to tell you guys about the best sex I've ever had. The next week to tell you about my assault, you know? I got to vary it up. I got to give you guys some variety. Reach out to me. I love every single one of you. And you already, you already fucking knew I loved you, though, okay? You knew that. I think every single one of you are fucking amazing. And if someone hasn't told you that today, I'll be the one to tell you that. Can you guys tell that I genuinely don't want to get off? I just want to keep talking to you guys because I love every single one of you. You guys are probably like, you tell me you love me more than like my mother or father does. I probably do. I'm a very I love you type of person. I love to just let people know how much I love them. Because you never know when you're going to not be able to tell them you love them. Oh my God, it's getting depressing, okay? But can you guys remember you're a bad bitch? And don't let that trauma break you. No, no, no. We're all too fucking strong. We're going to let it make us something beautiful. You guys know you're capable of doing anything you want to do in this world. And that you're truly amazing. And don't let any motherfucker make you feel less than that ever. And no matter what they take from you, what you gain will always be way more valuable. So I love every single one of you again, I'm telling you. And go... (laughs) shameless plug but go leave me a review as well as five stars if you're on apple Podcasts. if you're on another streaming device i don't know what to do but rate me i guess like if they allow you to can you do it thank you but i love every single one of you guys catch up on my other episodes because i won't be seeing you guys until next friday you're like it's just a week bitch we're good we don't need more of you it's just literally a week okay whatever then be rude like that i love you guys Have an amazing fucking weekend. It's a Friday. Go turn the fuck up. I didn't like that I just said turn the fuck up. I didn't. Go get plastered. Maybe I shouldn't be encouraging that. How about go drink responsibly? There we go. She's mature. She's growing. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, men are not trash. Men are successful, kind, caring, and non-abusive. Okay. Everyone, have a great weekend. Follow me on my socials. And until next Friday.